Pardon the interruption, Australia. I'm Russell Barwick. Sam Kekovich, you're a very happy man today. Why is that? Oh, God, Russell, they've finally arrived. Who? They've notified it. Will and Kate having their first... Baby? Baby. It could be two. Could be a twin, yeah. If they were, what would you name them? I would name one King Russell, the other Queen Sam. Queen Sam. <laughs> <laughs>
250000 to play yeah. half a season or the rest of so the season with the Waratahs. Then he can go overseas and earn bigger money. Yeah. So something is awry. I'll tell you where I reckon it's awry. Let me, before you do yeah. that, I reckon that this young man has to sit down and, and really look at where he is in the world. He told a little porky about the AFL. Allegedly. Uh, no, allegedly. He said he didn't speak to Parramatta. He spoke to Parramatta and, and he spoke to a heap of people at Parramatta. Now he's saying he wanted to go to Parramatta and he didn't want to go to Parramatta. The deal was worked out. If you want to go and you say you want to go and you do it. Russell. Ricky's an honest man. I just don't like it. And rugby league is being played just as well. Just enough, enough. He says, you say, yeah. he do, me do. Let me just deal with one thing. I'll tell you what it's all wrong. And that is the, the structure of NRL. The leadership is absolutely pear-shaped. Now, it may well improve it and will improve under the, uh, the new guys of the, uh, of the commission. But... For the Parramatta to do a deal with uh, Falau and then for Ian Schubert as a third party to, to value him at a greater price and say to Parramatta that they can't do that deal is absolutely tantamount to stupidity. Mm. And that's where the lack of leadership just kills the game. To let a bloke like Falau, who's a pivotal player for the competition and would have been a absolute a Monty to keep the turnstiles ticking and to lose him is absolutely perfidious. OK, and I don't know what that means. Traitors. Thank you. Uh, the Adelaide Crows have faced the music for their salary cap breaches. Kurt Tippett suspended for 11 games next year. CEO Stephen Trigg suspended for six months. But the Crows still want to stick by him, which is tantamount to endorsing his behaviour. So did the AFL get it right? Now, the AFL are the best sporting governing body in the world. But on this occasion, they got it wrong. Serious? Totally wrong, Russell. Righto. Because, first and foremost, they allowed Adelaide to dictate terms. They allowed them to exempt themselves from the initial draft, the uh, national draft pick. So what they allowed them to do, whoever... Uh, Went cap in hand saying, cap in we're, we're hand, gone. Whoever advised them, the QC they paid a thousand... A million dollars for earned every zack of his pay because they uh, admitted guilt, they acted uh, proactively, and as a consequence, they caught the AFL on the back foot. Triggs and Trigg uh, is being endorsed by the uh, Adelaide Crow. Is a right and justified one. He's an excellent CEO. They sacked He's... Matt Rendell for one comment. That was a different issue. Ah, oh, ridiculous. Stephen Triggs. Let me tell you, Stephen Trigg is all over the movement to the uh, the new ground in Adelaide, which is a lot of political work there. He's done yeah, a lot of work there. I understand that. He is also they, there's a second team. The salary cap. Second team. He's also pivotal what to the... What about Tippett? He's pivotal to the uh, licence being handed back to Adelaide from the uh, Sandford. OK, right And on. Tippett just got his desserts and very lucky to escape with only an 11 week. Still on AFL and the article from Caroline Wilson last week suggested Dane Swan was taking recreational drugs. has caused a massive stir in the game, of course. Collingwood Chief Gary Pert wanted Wilson to come out with some sources. It didn't happen. He says it could be the biggest issue to face the AFL as we head into 2013. It won't be the biggest issue because the biggest issue will be financial solvency of every club. But on the above that, this is also a very big issue. Now, recreational drugs, like you and I both know, there are they're always rumours. At the end of the day, there are always rumours and nothing's been yeah. proven. The players get time off. If they choose to abuse their body, right. it's their decision. They're grown men. They can do this. My issue is Caroline Wilson's article has to go through a myriad of lawyers before it gets printed. It does. She must have had sources. Where's the follow-up? And where's the AFL leadership in this saying, hang on, you've just thrown a massive dart at one of our preeminent players. You won a Brownlow medal yeah. a year ago. Dead. What are you doing to substantiate these claims? I'm suggesting you've got to be very naive you suggest that there aren't drugs taken in sport. Of course. And the other thing you've got to understand, AFL footballers are risk-takers. They are trained to the minute. Yeah. They are threshold. So when they go out in the private sector, they are still got this high octane adrenaline flowing. They young will men. take the. They will go and stretch the boundaries. So we've got to be very mindful. 
But by the same token, we are also role models in one regard. But you we also like have to prove it. You can't just throw darts. Well, you did with Israel. To the A-League and Frank Farina That's is the new man dart, in charge at Sydney FC. He only arrived on the weekend and Sydney drew with Melbourne Hart in his first game in charge. The big question beckons, is he the right man for the job or was he the only man or why not Ernie Merrick? Well, given that Israel Folau turned down an offer to play for Sydney FC, uh, there you go. Uh, no, Frank Farina is the right man for the job. He's come in and he's uh, made a few swift changes. He got rid of Gary Cole, the football director, because he says he wants to run the entire football department. I appreciate Alex that. Alex Ferguson? Uh, he's No, he's not Alex Ferguson. Um, he's got rid of the odd player, which is always going to happen. He's going to bring in a couple of defenders, which they need to. They let 16 goals or 15 goals through in their last four or five games. So they've got a problem out he's back. He's got all that in three weeks. He's got to do it all in six 16 or weeks. 16 weeks because uh, they do go through some coaches, Sydney FC. I don't... Look, it's the job that nobody wanted because obviously someone else already turned it down, Gary Van Egmont. So hopefully Frank Farina can turn it around because they've got... Alessandro Del Piero, which we just love saying that name every time we have the show. Well, he's, he's no mind, he's injured. We just keep saying it's going to be a waste if they don't lose, use this guy to well, the best. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know what they can do now, but uh, the biggest brand they're going to miss out in the finals is going to be a wasted year in one regard. So it's a big loss for the... Uh... Meanwhile, Melbourne victory, just give Well, I told you that. You, you wouldn't believe me. me. We're on the way back. We're Time for a break. Strong. Here on PTI, plenty more headlines coming your way in a massive week in sport. We'll talk about the Big Bash League, the V8s and the banning of the broomstick putter. Is it a good or a bad idea? Shocking idea. Should have been you, banned long time. You're a broomstick man? Like we said, it's been a massive week in sport and uh, it's time for some more headlines. The Big Bash League starts this week. Last year it was a massive success. I know you're not a fan. Are you... Predicting second year syndrome, or are you suggesting that it might just kick on now that we've got this lull between the test matches for a couple of days? Uh, are you happy with the Big Bash League Part Two? Ah, uh, look, there'll always be that appeal because the uh, the average uh, guy's got you know the concentration levels of a gnat, so that hit and hit and giggle would be fine. But you've got to conf- you've got to obviously agree that the test series was enthralling and captivating. The long version of the game in its purest form is the absolute zenith. But there is a real chance for the Big Bash League to leapfrog uh, a lot of places in the Test League because we're playing Sri Lanka yeah. coming up. And that's not going to, you know, Look, the Boxing Day Gale, Test, if, Australia v Sri Lanka, if, is not grabbing me like it used to. If Chris Gale can bowl 110 minutes yeah. and uh, a few others can do something of similar ilk, yes, it'll have the appeal. But, you know, if the bowlers start taking a few wickets and that, it'll be boring. It won't so, be boring. You've got the new cap and Warnies out there still uh, and it's got some pizzazz. It's starting to wear, starting to wear thin. Oh, I'm pretty, still pretty happy with Rugby league players are fighting for an increase in the salary cap from $5 million to $6.5 million after the billion-dollar TV deal. There were suggestions of a threat of boycotting NRL All-Star Games if they didn't get any joy. Now, why would where's you? that line? Well, why you, at the moment, the problem they've got is the Players Association doesn't have an impact. Not like the AFL, not like the cricketers. They don't have... The a teeth... Su- they don't have a seat at the table, and that's where they have to change. The commission has to allow the Players Association a seat at the table and a piece of the pie. $6.5 million is, is, it not, is it? not a lot of money in a billion-dollar TV deal. It's been stuck at $5 million for a lot of it's years. It's an extra $90 million out of the pie. It's not a great deal when you think about things, and these are, the, these are the people that are producing day in, day out. They're not 
career footballers. Some of them only go for a year, for two years, for three years, and then they're out and they're, they're not fighting for themselves. They wouldn't they're have lost Falau out of the game if there was a six and a half They wouldn't have dollar. lost Falau out of the game, absolutely Even right. Even Sonny Bill Williams's uh, contract hasn't been ratified by the uh, board. Well, the, I'm not worried about those blokes. They've got plenty of money. I'm worried about the blokes coming through and the guys who only have a short period in the game, but six and a half million dollars is not a lot of money in terms oh, of salary caps. Not a lot of money. The V8 supercars are over for another year. The Sydney race has ended on the weekend and it's not just a season that's over, it's also the end of an era. Holden and Ford no longer are the only makes on the grid. We've got Mercedes, Nissan into the fray next year. Are you excited going forward or are you sad that it's the end of Holden versus Ford? <laughs> Holden actually accused Ford of uh, team driving or rigging the race on the weekend. It's a terrible, it sad day for sport, Russell. Why is that? Oh... Holden and Falcons, Holden and Ford. Yeah. We were spawned on that, mate. It's like peaches and cream, bacon and eggs. It's interesting. Can you imagine linked. the little Mazda six imagine, uh, driving through there with Kegger sitting there? But you remember the great days of Moffat and Brock on the uh, on the grid there Moffat about and the, Bond, yeah, Colin oh, Bond. it was just it was just compulsive. Leo Gagan. It was compelling Gagan. and compulsive viewing. And now we've got Mercedes and Nissan. Well, look, the new, the contemporaries of the, the new era and the uh, the wide gent, they'll grow up with it. Uh, how long it'll last, whether it'll sort of have the same traction as it had for us, Ford and Holden, I don't know. But it's a terrible, sad day for the motor industry. It is Probably, not. if you look at it a bit deeper, I think what it highlights also is that manufacturers nearly gone in this country. But anyway, that's a political aspect. To golf and the broomstick putter has effectively been banned from 2016. While technically the long putters can still be used, they cannot be anchored to the body which is what they're designed to do. So are they cheating the big part of the long... Yes, the, the, the golf uh, swing must be all of the hands and none of the body. And so the likes of Keegan Bradley won the PGA, Ernie Els won the British Open, Adam Scott, these guys are now have to... Who, who their so games have been So 2016, can we retrospectively take them off like well, the Melbourne I, Storm? I, I don't know why it's 2016. You make a decision, you move on, but apparently it's when the new rule book why comes out. Why can't we get a governing body that knows what they're doing? Bernard Langer had the yips changed. Fred Couples yeah. can't do it. Now, you can run it along the arm as long as the arm moves, but you can't anchor it towards the body. I've tried the belly putter. I, have you? I can't putt to save my life. Yeah, you, but... Belly putter... <laughs> the dead said if you tried the belly putter, you'd oh, get lost. you can't use the belly putter. <laughs> That, but it, it's, it's, you've got to use your body. You've got to use your rotational Tiger parts of your Woods, body. You've got to Rory use... McElroy, McElroy. And you know what it was designed for? Lee Westwood. To psychologically guys. help players get over the yips. And one of the components of one of the prerequisites of playing golf, like any other sport, is to have a nerve. You know what they should also bring back? The wooden clubs. Remember the woods? The oh, real yeah, woods? Like not the, these big boppers that have got a head on it like yours. The only Palmers and the Sam Sneeds and the great ones. Just stick a shaft down your proboscis and then whack a ball and go about 300 yards. That's a nose, by the way. You should be getting back off your derriere. Back to St Kilda has spent the weekend in the USA training and gathering ideas from the NFL's Denver Broncos. This comes off the back of similar trips by other AFL sides like Collingwood, your own uh, North Melbourne, or also in Arizona. Uh, do you think the Australian sporting teams gain a lot by going over to these uh, US sides particularly? About as much as Lance Armstrong would gain from going through a blood bank. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. No, you're a fool. Nothing. No, I nothing. think it's a fabulous idea because... Do you? Why? Well, the high-altitude training, but also the way that they prepare and the way that they... What do they do, Russell? ...recover. You ever been to one of them, Russell? Mate, I've, it's, I was a former elite athlete, lived in Arizona, Not played the, for the Cardinals, played camper. for the Blue Jays. Yeah. So you're another Arizona one Blue Jays? I think it's the Toronto by Blue Jays. By this Americanism <laughs> thing. You know, we are as advanced here... 
We've learnt a lot of them what years we, ago. We, we were so good. Collingwood went medicine. over there and they won a grand final. Through medicine, we've learnt. Yeah, high altitude, yeah, high altitude training's one of the plus. We've been high altitude training now for a decade. Who? The kangaroos? Not the yeah, Done your world a good, haven't it? Well, we haven't taken a big enough breath you yet. You might want to go higher than Mount Buller next time. Mount That's Buller. the headlines done and dusted. You know, next up, it's pathetic. time to hand out some record, report cards and our end-of-year awards. And in line, the Wallabies, Ricky Martin on The Voice You've and just it. how good and bad was Australia's year in sport. I've got no idea just how flawed you are, how bereft Mount Buller. You don't even know I did for Boscus. What about that, Hooter? What about that? Stick a driver in it. Whack. It is nearly the end of the school year, year, I should say. Report cards are being sent home. No different here on PTI. And first up, the Wallaby Spring Tour is over. The final test win against Wales. They lost their opening game against France and then won the next three. So what grade for the tour? I'm giving them a B purely on the fact uh, the evidence is compelling. The numbers, three out of four, ain't bad. I've heard something like that before. But... The fact that they fell over the line a couple of those uh, games see, unconvincingly. It's tokenism, you. You've, no, it's not tokenism. You rip and tear Robbie Deans, and when a report card comes out, you go soft like most teachers did when you were at school. What is I'm the, giving them a C because mate, they, only only just, yeah, they only just, just beat one. Wales. They only just, just beat, beat Italy. The Azuris. They got thumped 33 6 by, by the French. French. And the only shining light was the win over England, who then went on and beat the All Blacks. So um, the All Blacks are probably. And scored three tries, which is miserable, but at least they. There was a, a little bit of improvement, so B for me. OK, without Tiger this year, the headliners for the Australian Open are in no particular order. Adam Scott, Tom Watson, oh. Jeff Ogilvie and England's Justin Rose. So what grade for this field lining up for the Australian I Open? I couldn't find a Z, but I'm giving him a C. It's certainly a B-grade uh, field. Well, if it's a B-grade field, why are you giving him a C? Because they, we don't go under C. Well, why wouldn't you give him a B? That's my point. If it's a B-grade field, give him a B. Uh. Yeah, a B grade field, I mean, You're in terms of stupid. a lackluster Some of the things you a say lackluster field <laughs> to not be able to entice, but this is an event that's under serious threat. I think it's a C grade very, field. Very, very clear. Hence the reason why I'm giving it a no C. Idea. We need to get a marquee, some heavyweights out there. Justin Rose is in the top ten in the oh, world. Justin Rose. Tom he, Watson. Is, would you follow Justin Rose I'd around? I'd follow Justin Rose. You'd follow anyone. What grade for the year in Australian sport? It's all rolled into one, one giant grade. I'm talking cricket, tennis, golf, rugby, league, athletics, the Olympics, basketball, you name it, the whole lot. Well, if I had the Greek alphabet, the old alphabet, let me tell you, it'd be a zero. B grade field. You've got no idea how the Greek alphabet works. You're, uh... But anyhow, I'm giving it an E. It was a very, very bad year for Australian sport right across the board. In fact, the only shining light, with Sally Pearson. Oh, you stole my... Sally... You wrote that. I wrote oh, that. you wrote I'm that. I'm giving him you an F. no idea. And the reason I'm giving him you an F... You gave an F. I can't think of a world you know champion. Uh, Why don't nothing you think in for yourself motor for a change? Casey Stone and Mark Webber, average years. Uh, the Socceroos, average. Rugby union, average. I was rugby league, you can't really count. Cricket was only basic. It's a defining and pivotal Tennis moment in time terrible. because now is a time for leadership. Olympics was and awful. And the administration F. needs to get it right in sport. And let me tell you, the country needs leadership. And it's one of the reasons why sport is tipping over the edge as well. So right across the board, the message is clear. No more spin, platitude, slogans, deception, deviousness or guile. We want content and we need performance. Move. Speaking of performance, what grade for the decision to appoint Ricky Martin as replacement for Keith Urban on The Voice in the new year? E, because Keith Urban is irreplaceable. Uh... He's the greatest. He's the best in the oh, world, like Keith Ricky Urban. Sh what about Shebang Bang and Libida Loca, the first number? 
Hey, what's fair? They got loco mango. Labida loco. Ah, Goomba man, Goomba. <laughs> you don't even know a song that he sings. You know he who his father Ricky was? Ricky Martin. Yeah, who's his father? It was uh, Bart Cummings. Mr. Martin. No. Mr. Martin, you <laughs> no. idiot. Um, uh, you like? You know why you like Keith Urban? Because he got a daughter named Sunday. Because like you, well, I've liked Keith Urban when he was playing up in Rockhampton. You know how he names? You know why they named Sunday Sunday? Because he used to hate Sundays because all his mates had families to go to and daughters or kids to play with. He would stay home on his own and be bored. So he said when he Give got some... Give us a few bars of living libido loco. Living libido, libido, libido. Unga gang, unga. That is it. School is out, but after recess we've got the big finish. I got time. a woman mean as she can be. <laughs> but she's a distant cousin, but she's not too distant to me. I got a cheeky hit, I, I have got no the cheeky idea what he said. I got a woman. Oh, yes, yes. Ah, happy birthday this week to Walt Disney. He was born back in 1901, and this is one of those sucker birthday wishes <laughs> since Disney owns ESPN. So we better play the corporate game. There was nothing better when you were a kid. Oh, Mickey Sunday Mouse, night, Duck, six o'clock, watching oh. uh, the wonderful world of Disney. Happy yeah. anniversary to New Zealand cricket. Speaking of Disneyland, 27 years ago they won their first Test series against Australia, beating the Aussies uh, by six wickets in the third Test in Perth. I love the Kiwis and I love stirring them up. There's that place, Perth again. And happy trails to the Wallabies, Nathan Sharp. The Test against Wales was his final match for Australia. And it was good to see him go out a winner. Yeah, now that for the nude big... note was fantastic. It for was. Us. He retired six times, and this one's the finale. Now for the big finish. And speaking of rugby, the All Blacks had their 20-match unbeaten run ended by England. Slaughtered. They thumped them 38-21, including three tries. Wallabies take note. Dan Carter also mm. Player of the Year by the IRB. And still on rugby, the draw for the 2015 Rugby World Cup was done this week. Australia got the group of death. Alongside hosts England and Wales, how'll that be? Yeah, they want to turn things around in a reasonable uh, time frame. Tim Sheens has been reappointed as the Kangaroos coach for a fifth term to try and win the World Cup back off the Kiwis at the end of next year. There's the Kiwis yeah, again. There's the best bet in the world. Get on now as a moral. David Beckham has officially left the MLS in the US after the Los Angeles Galaxy won the MLS Cup 3-1 over Houston. What a result that is. Get ready for <laughs> Beckham to overload as everyone speculates we'll end up next. Who cares? Melbourne uh, I just hope we don't get him here. I hope we uh, do get him here. He was fabulous in Newcastle for that little visit. Let's bring him back. Oh, yeah. Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week, and I am having my dollar on a girl. And I'm saying no, and this is not Willen. being a matcher, but I'm saying it's going to be a boy and it's going to be called Sam. <laughs> Sporting Bet think who cares, but they do think Man City will beat Man United in that blockbuster EPL match, and I know Kevin Sheedy's going over to meet he is Alex Ferguson as well. Mm. Uh, that is uh, about us done for this week. Don't forget, Champions League football over the next couple of days. Check your local guides as to which games are live on ESPN and ESPN2. They both start at around 6.30, but as I say, check your local guides and you, of course, can download our podcast in the iTunes store. And you can remember to like us on Facebook because we really like being liked, don't we? Well, no. Uh... Well, you don't care, but I do. I'm Russell Barwick. And as always, uh, I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, you know, it makes sense. You like people liking you. No, we do, we do, when it's uh, legit.